This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm a real skater boy now. I know. All right. Um, I'm not even sure how to start this show because it's a brand new. It's a brand new creation. It is. Uh, just like Henry Zabrowski is a brand new creation. Every day. We're all made in, in God's image. And apparently Ugh. God now has green hair uh, because Henry Zabrowski, you've decided to go full I'm not going to say Jared Leto Joker because I don't want to be rude. I am. I, what was it? Broken? <laughs> what did he have the tattoo that said like broken or mistaken? Oh, yeah. Damage. Thank damaged. you, Travis. Yeah, hey. I think overlaid, overfucked, and oversexed. Uh, that would be the problem with that version of Joker. If there's you- one person that is overfucked on this planet, it is Jared Leto. <laughs> that is true. And it is. It has destroyed him as an artist. It has. He is not. He. It is too easy for him. It really is. So Henry Zabrowski coming at you now with green hair you'll be able to watch that of course on the adult swim stream uh, that we do once a week before this my shit honestly was to be um, unlike many people i'm bored you're bored sure looking for a change looking for a zhuzh natalie was getting her hair dyed Uh pink Right from Sonia, they were in that our friend Sonia, who they were Sonia in the backyard. Century, check her out. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm going to be putting up her UFO video uh, soon in the last yes. podcast social, so you can see that. But they were getting their hair dyed, and I was sitting there thinking, like, I've always wanted to dye my hair green. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I'll ever act again. <laughs> so there was a part of me sitting thinking, well, why don't I just change something I could do? Yeah, it was sure. always on my bucket list to dye my this hair. This was on the bucket list. Because yeah. all the cool people always did it. And I never, I always had like too much control of my impulses when I was younger. Right. Now I'm more free. So I just sat, I fucking microdosed some f- mushrooms. I got sure. my hair dyed. And this is fucking inner experience, Henry Zabrowski. Inner experience, Henry Zabrowski. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben with inner experience, Henry Zabrowski, the massive indictment that I do have here is that this is what you thought cool people did? Yes. You thought they dyed their hair green? I didn't know. I didn't know that anybody could. Okay. I I just was thought I was just kind of a fat goober, Uh so it always felt like not sexy. You don't want to be, you know, you want to be like big booger coming through town. Oh, hey, look at him. He's a big booger boy. Hi, everybody. My hair's green because it reminds me of the lettuce or my favorite sandwich. Yeah, did your mommy have sex with a Mucinex guy? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm an individual. <laughs> but no, now I'm just a skater boy and making things complicated for all the girls in the neighborhood. People, I love it, man. People see me out there. I have a skateboard in my possession. I don't use do it. You, do you really? No, but I have it for other reasons, for bits. <laughs> I have it for bits and, you know, it's fun to just post 
post up in front of like you know you just go by, but by in the front school. of the Jewish day school. Sure, yeah. You go by the Seven Eleven, hanging out in front, just going like, "Yeah, you guys gonna sketch today? Yeah, you absolutely. You guys gonna do some toe toe slides? Yeah, and you don't feel like people think you're an undercover cop, do you? Hey, uh, so tell me, young people, do you have any mescaline? <laughs> I'm just asking because I'm ex- interested in experiencing mescaline. You know, I think this might be the year that I do mescaline just to derail everything. Honestly, it's possible. The, the microdosing of shrimps is fun. It gets it in there, makes things all giggly. There's just nothing to do outside of our homes. There's nowhere That's the to problem. go. So right. now it's about going onto the inside. I started doing a little bit more. I'm trying to get more into meditation, trying to find and, and traverse the chapel perilous. Wow. I think you're saying the same sentence as Jared Leto says to get late. I'm fucking damaged. You don't get me. <laughs> That's why I have this these teeth. You look amazing. Um, but you I, see, I'm not as bald as I thought I was. No, the green really does bring out the hair. hair. You're blonde. It just turns out you have blonde hair. But that's what my father said as a joke for years. He yeah. said, I'm not getting bald. I'm getting blonde. And I didn't realize right. that it might actually, there might be some truth. Indeed. The Bob Dylan, Henry Zabrowski story Black in blonde. What was the name of that stupid ass thing that he did? Blonde on blonde. Blonde on blonde. Of course, referencing bush hairs. Well, you never know what's going to happen here at the Last Podcast Network. No, and you never know what's going to happen in the world. No. Um, there is one story this week. It did not get covered by anything that mattered because we don't cover real news here, but we will. Uh, there is now a sixty foot robot. Mm-hmm. And they call him a Gundam. It's not. He's not called a Gundam. It, it, it is a Gundam. It's a Gundam. Okay, which sounds like something you find between your hole and your sack. Mm-hmm. A piece of Gundam. I mean, Sixty foot robot in Japan took its first steps. Now and you now say Henry, this. No, that's what happened. It's not what happened. I watched was the a, same video that you watched. Well, it shows how interesting about how porous the idea of objective truth is, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that something? Because you look at this Gundam, take its first step. Clickbait title says 60-foot robot takes first step. Takes first step. I go and click on this. Yes. Yes. yes so you're yes. Che- Okay, first of all, number one, I saw that headline and I immediately... I, I called my gun guy, because now I have a gun guy, and I Good. said, you need to bring over the ARs. You need to bring over any kind of grenade launchers. I'm not fighting the police. It's not going to fight I'm you. I'm fighting the robots. It's not going to fight you. That's yes, what, it is. No, you have to join up with the sensitive teens that are t- b- trained by their lineage in order to fly these robots. And technically, you have to find no, those teens Evangelican. and befriend them. That's the what Evangelican. I'm, Evangelican. Evangelican. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get on the side of all of the emotionally complicated yes. teen pilots that are going to be have to become one with these things. I have to say, with your green hair, I have never felt more like a father trying to yell at his son about robots and then just having a totally opposite reaction coming from my son. And then I say, how did you come out of my balls? I say, I don't know, Dad. You must have been three years old because I'm 36 and I have a fucking mortgage. (laughs) So this is the things, these are the things I choose. Yeah, This is how how I focus. But it doesn't even take a step. They prop it up. Yes, very cool, right? The flaps open up. It got the dick flap. Go, yes. that opens up. Cool. I saw that. I was like, hell yeah. And then I saw another thing. Had the arm go up. I was like, oh, dip. Here it comes. Okay. This is the future I wanted. And then it lifts up one knee like it's doing a cardiovascular like test. Okay. And you know what? That's the first step into overall human destruction. It's a 60-foot robot 
Why do we need a 60 foot robot? It's also a human. It's in like human form. Because Everyone who designed there. this, they, they designed it at the Gundam factory in Yokohama. It, they, I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they're doing this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And now all of a sudden, what do we need? 60 foot walking robots. Hey, man, guess what? It is definitely socially distanced. Well, you get that up is in true. there, you get up inside there, it's one person. That's very difficult in all the different stations. But I'm saying it didn't take a step. It can't even stand on its own. It's just up, it is held up. Yeah, not so yet. Like, Do you remember when Oprah first interviewed like the first like robot female that could talk and there was just like a weird robot face and they showed and her robot like, print? Oprah, I don't care what anyone says. I think that your body is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Unless, of course, she's on the Lolita Express going to have sex with children, but we're not going to talk about that right now. They, they technically debunk that she was on another plane. There was another plane where I guess it was just given, it was like off the wagon train where it was just oh. given booze to people who had quit alcohol. Okay, well that's totally acceptable. Oprah, you're back in good graces. You're give, back. give people a car and everything will be fine. Unless Lori Vallow gets involved, because Lori Vallow believes that Oprah's the head of the zombie demons, like the head of the yeah. people slowly coring out people's souls. I listened to the first, like the deposition where they played a bunch of evidence, like the first kind of preliminary Were hearings. Were you dyeing your hair while doing this? Because they then you are Jared Leto from Joker. No, 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 or no. Or Jared that, Leto's Joker? No, I would... The only way I'd be Jared Leto's Joker is if I was, like, talking about pumping in poison into an aqueduct in order to destroy a city, but also, like, getting my grill fixed and getting my fucking... I, get my dick shortened. Yeah, well, <laughs> you gotta be able to sneak into those tiny places. What's not tiny? Also, Lori Vallow's kid, apparently, it was a red suit they, or a red outfit they found them in. We're hearing all these details that just make it more human and more real and also equally um, sad, as we know that story to be. But what's not real is this 60-foot robot. They say it's going to weigh 25 tons, Henry. Yeah. So you're walking down the street. All of a sudden, you th- you think it's annoying walking with me down the street with my big thunderclappers. I like walking down with you on the street because you you scare all the ruffians for me. I scare. Uh, sure, I scare people. Now imagine a 60-foot robot. This is, You're not going to have this thing on a leash. This isn't a dog's tail. This isn't going to be like your number one buddy going to fetch you a beer at midnight. This is a 60-foot, 25-ton robot that we are unleashing on the world in the middle of a global pandemic. Why is this happening? Why does everybody want the end times to be upon us? I'm saying that this is the hopeful future that we will use these Gundams. What do you use them for? To fight against exterior threats. Now, are those so those exterior threats? What if that's what if that's us? Also, this is happening in Japan, so this isn't even an American product. So, right now, your four Gundam manufacturers have just taken such a huge amount of power, they just filled them. They could send one of these over to the Middle East. Next thing you know, we got a 60 foot robot in charge of a rock. You don't find the Japanese to be more empathetic. I think the Japanese are wonderful people, but you look what happened with Umshun Rikyo. They can also be convinced to kill. But they had a lot of ideas. And they, they had were, a lot of ideas involving have, putting humans in vats and forcing them to eat cabbage before they die. I believe all science should be free. And I think that all things should be experimented upon and see what can happen, right? This idea of a 60-foot Gundam is more of the we opportunity. Are the, we're, the, we're the Petri dish. No, they're not going to come for us, but I think, the mo- I think that... Wake Gundam will be fun is that, yeah, it can be actively used against people. But when it comes down to it, we have to beat it with heart. 
We have this is not a it's not a cartoon. That's I mean, you got to think like a cartoon. If cartoons are becoming real, then we have to switch our visage to one of cartoons. Use the lexicon of cartoons. I know that we have to beat it with heart. Technically, the most powerful member of the Planeteers was the stupid one with the monkey, the one that we all hated, the one with the least amount of power that we disliked. Actually, heart. It wasn't Mowgli. Are you, talking about, are you talking about Captain Planet? Yeah, I'm talking about Planeteers. I never watched that propaganda. <laughs> I never watched it. I, I hated Clap, Captain Planet. I knew what they were trying to do. I'm very pro-environment, but I knew what they were trying to do. I thought it was cool. I liked the also, character Also, now you Captain have green Planet. hair just like Captain Planet. That's me. I'm the new Captain Planet. I'm the same shape. Well, Henry, how big? So I'm six foot seven. And again, you know, you look at me sometimes and I can see you like a cartoon fox with your, with your fork and your knife and your plate just getting ready to eat me. No, I don't want to eat you. I know what you eat. <laughs> I know what goes into your body. I eat what food eats. <laughs> According to Henry Zabrowski. I'm six foot five. The hand, you know you know the size of the hand in this Gundam robot? How big? Six foot five. Cool. So that means you no, can cradle not- inside of it like a little puppy. Yeah, but it's not gonna be soft and warm like No, it's gonna crush you to death. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should do. But I I'm just I saying don't know. if we come at it with heart. Right? Yeah, and understand. But what does the robot doesn't have any heart? Okay, so the jo- pilots will. John Naruda, John Narita, he's the head of design. He explains that special considerations about the types of materials and motors have been taken into account so it could weigh uh, less. So the weight restriction is like a curse. That's what he had to say. So I do relate to the Gundam when it comes to the weight restrictions, and I think we need to stop shaming, shaming the Gundam, the Gundam. I, I agree with that. Because it comes down to this Gundam is going to get body dysmorphia, and I'm going to say body dysmorphia is one of those things that you don't know you have it until all of a sudden you're looking in the mirror sucking in every day when you wake up. And, and how is this Gundam going to feel? It's going to feel really bad. It's going to start hating humans. It's going to be like, you all called me so fat, and you said I was twenty five tons of nothing. And look at me now, yeah, just ding, as he just ding, starts crushing ding, everybody. Ding. But that's why we have to be nice to it. So anyway, this is taking the internet by storm. No one seems to be talking about it in mainstream media because they're complicit in the creation of a device that's going to end humanity as we know it. Also, why did they have to paint it the colors? Because it's cool as hell. Oh, like, so they got, this is where you get, you become a frumpy frumperton. I'm not when a com- frumpy frumperton. You're being one because when it comes down to this is a celebration of science and the ability of us entering a sci-fi world that if we're going to be in one already, we're what? already in one dystopia. Okay. I want the giant 60-foot sentinels as well. Can you tell me one sci-fi movie where things were better. Hmm. One, just any sci-fi movie where you're like, you know what? That makes sense. But this is what we've been talking about is that the dour and dark versions of earlier sci-fi has, we have been, we've internalized it. Uh-huh. And as our as this generation, we have expressed it onto the world where actually there should be more examples of nice sci-fi. What, like, there, but there is not one. And this is the world that we're living in. That's the energy that this that this robot is going to be watching nonstop destruction of humans by robots. You're going to be the hands of robots. We're going to make next thing you know, this thing is wearing a mega hat. You I mean, until, if it gets political, you, that's where I get involved. That's I what's going to be. I don't want it to be political, but I'm going to say you're going to thank your lucky stars when a triangle shaped 
thing called an angel arrives <laughs> above our planet and it sucks the pilot into the sea of his worst memories about how he was never good enough for his own father sure. and how he was never, but at the same time, that causes the Gundam to go into a personal crisis because he is doing psychologically with his pilot, the two of them together. The goal is that Gundam, robot meets man in a way that is truly harmonious. Is that if these outside agents, quote unquote, outside what agents arrive- more man. That's what it did, but again- it's because it stressed the system in a perfect in another system. Lawnmower Man actually could have been really helpful deity but on the internet. The whole point of the robot, I thought, was to eliminate the angst of being a human being, the curse that we all have been given. No, just that's- to be a person. I don't want this robot to feel. If all of a sudden it starts feeling emotions are usually channeled into anger. I will say that that is a short-sighted vision from a tall man. <laughs> Said it comes down to these Gundams can learn. They, they go the man and, man and technology are supposed to merge. Well, whatever. Let's move on Speaking to Speaking of man and technology yeah. supposed to merge, it's the man who lost his penis to a blood infection as a new one built on his arm. <laughs> now, this, this is the kind of biological engineering that we need in this country. This man has a penis for an arm, now, and that can only happen right here in 2020. This is a British man, and at first, that's the reason why I want to say he looks so sad. Because right. he's got really big bags. They've been beaten down by the queen. But I think the reason why he's been so beaten down extra by the queen is that he had a he had a blood infection. You know, his penis just fell right off. It fell off. That is not even an exaggeration. I don't like it. Um, this is what he had to say. He said, I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, which I think is a fancy way of saying cack. Yeah, it's the it's the hole inside of the cack. Yeah, but I had no idea what could happen. Yeah, of course you didn't have any fucking idea what would happen. If you did, you would have been like, let's pause this video yeah. and let's really, let's see, let's get to a doctor. And maybe you could say this in a British accent so it'll sound nicer, but then okay. he says, when I saw oh, my God, penis no, go here, black. Let me yeah. read this. Okay, I'll read this whole statement so you could see what it sounds like from his perspective. Just to understand what it's like to walk in his moccasins, yeah. okay? <laughs> Oh, I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. I saw my penis go black. Uh. I was beside myself. I was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone, and I was going to lose it. So he just looked in the mirror one day, saw his penis go black, and realized it was about to fall off. But your dick doesn't just start going black. No, it like, starts in stages. Right. And so you watched it slowly turn black like a villain from ne- the never-ending story 2, where all imagination is gone in your perineum, and so it is sure. slowly dying out from lack of imagination. The penis yep. slowly becomes black. He watches it transform, and then it just goes plop. Yep, he said he was completely gutted, and then he said, quote, uh, he was completely gutted when his penis, quote, dropped off onto the floor, <laughs> yeah, but his just, testicles remained intact, almost yeah. to taunt him. Oh, yeah, just clinging on to each other like a, a family in the Holocaust hiding an attic. I just mean, being like, and if they come for the top shaft, will they come for us? They will come for the balls. Also, how did the balls survive? They what sold that? out the dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is all about. So they sold out the dick. Yeah, the the Gestapo, the Gestapo came, to get them. came yeah. looking for this. But they have so on the New York Post, which I love. The New York Post again. This is where you get your New York Post news. The so the penis is attached to his arm, and now you would think, okay. We got this. This guy lost a penis. We're going to grow a new one attached to him. Well, she apparently gained two inches. So that's reverse of the British curse. Yes, indeed. So he got. 
this thing attached to him. You think that they'd think of a way to make this like not embarrassing, right? Or not like to call. I mean, he's got a dick growing on his arm, but they are kind of like, hey, let's just like let's try to judge this a little bit. Sure. Let's try to make this subtle. So yes. I think that they just joined it to his arm, but according to your post, it has a blur of it just dangling from the bottom from his elbow, like he is—he uh, just looks like John Holmes at a naturist convention. What if he gets it aroused? Can the dick get hard in his arm? If so, you don't need sex robots anymore. No, nope. ladies, dick arms. Also, what a powerful new way to clothesline someone in a wrestling match. That's a perfect Where way you to do it. You fucking throw them, and you, it's like it's called the fucking arm throat. And yep. instead of doing, you remember the Great American Elbow? Was that what it was? Lex, Lex Luger, Luger. He had the steel plate. I mean, he didn't, but that was the theory. That was the idea. He had a steel plate, but he just had a elbow. He just had a yeah. He just had an elbow. But I the remember forearm, thinking really. that it was true that he had a steel plate. Well, we had to. We were told that. Yes, and yeah. I was like, oh, this they've never lied. Wrestling doesn't lie. It's all real. <laughs> but they, now I understand. Imagine having that, and the guy comes through, and then you could fucking choke him with your cock as he comes through. And go, like, make him gag. I think that's absolutely wonderful. It's better than the mandible claw. Choke him out with your cock. The guy can't really complain because next thing you know, he's going to be seen as a problematic character. You just have to take it. You got to take it down your throat, and you got to get the three count. So okay, this dude, so yeah, but why no, did they, okay. my question here to you, Henry, is you're talking about it on his arm. Why did they put it on the forearm? I don't which know. Which is, um, it's a very visible part of the arm. You could put it, you should probably put it in a place where you could cover with a shirt. Yeah. That would really help. Um, so what he says here, it's just like, for two years after losing my penis, I felt the shadow of a man. My life literally fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. I didn't see family and friends. I just didn't want to have to face up to it, which I get. Can you imagine you're just everywhere showing me like, how you doing, Doug? And he's just right. like, still don't have a cock! <laughs> which has got to be a lot. You know Could have I mean? done without that, but, sir. But he talked my, to okay. a doctor. He talked to a doctor, okay. Professor David Ralph, who is what he calls himself the penis master. <laughs> now, the phallus expert, he, he said he created a bionic penis for Andrew Wardle, who was born without one. So, Which, to me, if you're born that, without one, that's a lot. You just don't get you one. You just don't get one. No. And so, according to McDonald, he's like, it gave me a glimmer of hope that I could go back to being a normal bloke. And so, fortunately, he received funding for the procedure because it would eventually allow him to urinate properly, okay. not just perform sexually. So, this was huge. He wanted to be able to fuck and piss. Okay. Which but I get. The reason he got the universal health insurance that they have over there in the UK is because of the pee. They, like, they didn't care that he couldn't fuck. They were like, but the guy can't piss. Yes. So we need to help this guy piss. Which and is, then, I mean, which is nice. It's nice. But it definitely yeah. was a Trojan horse to get your think, cock back. Yeah, because I think the biggest problem here. We talked you about don't really, you can't just say, like, it's like an aesthetic thing. No, they I don't just, care. Like, the whole thing is just the balls being nays. I just look like I'm settling berries. If I was him, I'd just keep the dick on my arm because I think that's unique, it's fun, and you can show it off at parties. If you show your dick off at parties when it's on your crotch, that's a felony. Yeah, if you show your dick off when it's on your arm, I don't think that that's illegal at all. And now this is a whole other gray area of law. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Yeah. What if he goes around just flapping it around kids' faces and he's being like, yeah, yeah, it's a dick, but it's on my arm. Yeah, then he's a hero. And if not, he gets all this fucking comedy tours canceled well <laughs> but i would say if you and that's the biggest and that's the biggest uh that's the biggest penalty of all isn't it but i uh, this one th he said this one quote that i really really love was that when he finally got the funding he said it was like every christmas at once and i was like oh, yeah, yeah i guess it would be yeah he because said he was so emotional because he got a new start 
Yes, indeed. Well, what we talked about this in the last room on the left, too, where somebody had lost his penis. I forget how. I think it chopped off or something. He chopped it off or something like that. Sure. And um, it just seemed... Now, maybe it's because I never lost my penis. No. I I just don't think about it that much, which might be a cliche. It may be a little bit of a stunner because, guys, yes, you do talk about your cock quite a bit. As you get older, you kind of stop because it stops working so much so you don't have anything to brag about. I don't think about my... The physical penis as much as I would think about sexual activity. But if I didn't have a physical penis, I'd be thinking a lot more about why is it not there. Because every time you have a sexual thought, then you're like, oh, that's right. I also have a dinghy that doesn't that doesn't exist. So what's the point of even having this thought? I guess it's like dreaming about food when, you know, you're in the middle of solitary confinement and you know you're not going to get anything but the Absolutely. loaf. Just stop thinking about it. But I'm certain that we have audience members I'm certain of it. You're certain that we've had on. We have audience members that lost a penis, and if you well, have, how many people? I don't have know. Lost a penis. Our audience isn't that large. I don't feel like it has to be like how many people have lost a penis. I One don't know. A, I'm gonna. I'm just look it up. I'm Google gonna do it. A quick Google. Ask Jeeves. I'm gonna do an Ask Jeeves. Ask, ask Jeeves. I can't believe Ask Jeeves is still around, but it is. It is, folks. But if you lost your penis or you lost function of your penis, I want to say that there's still a, a availabilities to you to have sexual encounters and it's maybe it's just like getting a finger up your b-hole so you can feel the inner orgasm that women apparently love no i i understand that i mean women love the inner orgasm but i don't know if a man can have the same orgasm without ejaculating that's the problem i think it goes inside of your tummy and it ends up filling you up and next thing you know you die like the marshmallow man exploding everywhere we are not doctors and we have no clue how anything about biology or gender or sex. Uh, let's see. Well, we have five celebrities who had horrible things happen to their penis. Let's see. I want to uh, hear at least this one. Is, this is a men's health article. Sure. Um, so that's on lockdown. Oh, well, Shannon Tatum, apparently uh, somebody poured some uh, a mix of boiling water and river water down their pants. Uh, so Channing that was, Tatum? Yeah, Johnny Knoxville he had something wrong it. with his. Yeah, Huge. Johnny Knoxville's done horrible things to his penis on purpose. He did it for comedy. Yeah. Channing Tatum is just whatever. Oh, apparently uh, this Hugh Jackman went to uh, take a piss. He forgot he had the Wolverine's 10-inch claws on. He cut himself in the process on his big old cock. I think that was a cover-up for him just, like, blowing two guys inside of a tent on set. That's still up for debate. Ray Elby, he's an MMA fighter. He came out on YouTube describing his, uh, he had a horrific penis injury. During sex, his girlfriend bounced a little too high. Ah! Can you imagine that? Having someone so excited to have sex with you, they bounce too high. It's never been like that. No, he fractured his penis bone. And then, of course, we have uh, Andre Christbearer Johnson. He's a rapper. He's with Wu-Tang. Apparently, he was high on PCP. And uh, he cut off his own penis. That's a lot. Yeah, so that wasn't good. I mean, again, that's a decision that you made. I actually remember that story. With that, that is dude a decision that you made. <laughs> so that. I don't know what to tell you about that. Well, you imagine if you're high in PCP, all of a sudden you're looking at your cock and your cock is just like, kill me, kill me, get rid of kill me. Kill me, kill me, I'm it's the excess problem. Weight. But he's correct. The penis is always the problem. It can be. All right, well, nonetheless, we'll see what happens with this guy. I'm assuming at some point his Johnson will be back and it's... Uh, well, I want to see pictures of it. When well, it's reattached, I want to see fucking pictures of it. Because I want to see, make sure that the UK tax dollars are going to their full benefit. Tax pences? Well, all I know is I understand them having to pay for the penis because of the piss problem. Yeah. But he did pay an extra 65000 bucks for those two inches. 
He paid extra money. So I think they lowballed him. <laughs> Honestly, that's a lot for that's that is less than I thought it would take to get two extra inches on your penis. Hey, man, I'll I'll do it right now because now I'm just tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging, and I think I'm making it smaller. It's very possible, at the very least, thinner. Um, he said they were happy to listen regarding the uh, regarding the doctors. He's like they were happy to listen to what I wanted to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. I want it to look like a smile. Yes, I indeed. want it to have an extra. <laughs> knob on the end so it could really get into a G-spot. And I also want it to contain within it $1,000. If they pan down to Jared Leto's Joker and you just shot, showed his cock with like a Joker smile. Yeah. <laughs> Why so serious? That made a, that would have made the entire thing. Uh, he can he says not many people can say they have a designer penis. But now he can, can't he? In the uh, saddest way possible. Isn't that And now fun. he's going to... Have to beg someone to look at it. Yes, he will. So how they do it? They used a skin flap on his left arm. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So they created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with the hand pump. Science is huge. And Science so, is so big. So 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 crucial right it's now. It's just amazing that human beings. I've actually come full circle already today. It's amazing that we can build see death uh, causing sixty foot robots, but yet we can also build a penis. On a man's arm. Isn't it all? It's one large quilt, isn't it? It's all held within God's quilt. <laughs> um, there's a story. Quickly, if you want to look up an interesting phone call, Lori Vallow Daybell, they're starting the hearings now. If you oh. go and listen to it, um, Natalie uh, gave me, she's like deep in this. She's deep in this whole yeah, thing. And she gave me a, a tip of looking at the East Idaho News YouTube channel. And they do a really good breakdown of all of the different hearings that are happening and, and evidentiary shit. And they do a cut of a 20 minute phone call of Lori Vallow's friend, her best friend, Melanie Gibb, who's been very open to talking about everything. Huh. Who knew, who knew? That these kids were dead, but didn't say anything because God basically was in there so her convincing f- her that Lori Vallow might actually be the chosen one. There was like a section there. Her, her friend's a little kooky. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to... You say a little kooky. I say complicit to murder. Oh, okay. See, this is but why I'm not a prosecutor. Once things got like heated, though, she, Melanie Gibb did a call into Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell for the police. She was wearing... They were recording the call. And basically... Melanie Gibb finally does the thing being like, I think that you might have something to do with JJ and Tylee being missed in the most like non-direct way. And Lori Vallow's like, no, you just need to understand our ways. Like it's this very interesting call. But the interesting part of the call was the flip where finally Melanie Gibb is like, Okay, I just I just don't agree with you on this issue. I on think the murdering should, of your two children, well, you don't agree with the issue? Well, because Lori Vallow had, was building this inner story that she was being persecuted from the outside and people were trying to kill her, and so she had to hide her kids. So she said the reason why she didn't want to well, tell anybody where her kids that. were. Yes, but she said she didn't want to tell anybody where the kids were because she said then it would create a plausible deniability so that nobody could be forced to be burdened with the proof of where her kids were. I will say this is the nicest thing that Lori has done. If you do kill two people, don't tell me. Tell me nothing. Tell me Plausible nothing, Plausible deniability should be my middle name. Just I love that. Don't tell me. I don't really. I mean, like, even though I want the Luciferian lamplight of all knowledge, I want to see it at the same time. If we were like, if we are on a podcast network together, don't tell me. Don't. In 
until after, and then we'll do or a whole episode. If you're a listener and you've killed people, don't tell us. Don't tell us if unless you find it's an alien. Really funny, and if it's yeah. an alien, then yes, tell us as well, of course. But at the same time, don't unless you. Got, I need some proof. I need some pictures. Unfortunately, I think that I also think that the need for empirical evidence is really getting overblown. But we'll get into this. What are you talking? It's a long story. <laughs> I've had an inner experience. <laughs> you just dyed your hair, and you've been microdosing mushrooms. Yes. It's inside, not outside. But Melanie Gibb finally yes. at some point was like, I'm going to have to put my foot down on <gasps> you. are going to have to tell me where JJ and Tylee is. And Lori Vallow, who's just been like, girl, what's going on, girl? Like she says all this stuff when she oh calls up God. and like, what's up? You know, and finally she's like, I think that you've become in league with the devil. And I feel like maybe your soul is being overtaken by the forces of evil as well. And so you see the sore on eye just turn. So if Lori was free, Miss Gibbs is on the chopping block. Yeah. She would be fucking on the pile. So we found out a couple of new sad details, as I mentioned earlier. Seven-year-old Joshua J.J., a.k.a. J.J. Value, he, uh, Vallo, he was dressed in red pajamas, placed inside a black plastic bag. Uh, several layers of duct tape also secured a white plastic bag around the boy's head. Oh, my goodness. They they threw this child out like produce. And that's the strange thing about this story. It's like the characters that are still alive are so insane and so over the top. I can't believe this is happening in Idaho. It's uh, This is the most, I don't want to say the word exciting, but intriguing story to come out of Idaho ever. You look at the history of the Mormon church and the history of the fringe world of the Mormon church, and you realize this shit's happened so many times. There's just so right. many of these. There's actually a lot of weird stories in that part of the world that kind of get swept under the rug because we don't really see them. And a lot of it, you can kind of see the basis for why, for a hot second, Melanie Gibb thought Lori Vallow was legit because of how much they talk about, like, testifying and people prophesying and getting visions and right. seeing all this stuff within this world. And you've been taught that this shit is actual, concretely, objectively real for so long that right. at some point, don't, don't you, isn't your brain kind of massaged and I'm, 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 it has been t- trained to view these things as like, well, maybe the revelation has come and maybe this is real for a hot hey, second. Man, absolutely. My parents used to say, don't no need to go to school. You never know when Jesus is coming back. He hasn't come back yet. But you know what? I actually thought that was very nice of them. I love sleeping in to this day, to this day, to this day, almost to a massive career detriment. But when it comes to Lori Vallow, I I see that because a lot of people who are more susceptible to religious belief are also susceptible to conspiracy thought. Yes. This sort of has the perfect little combo. You also, can you imagine if Lori was correct and then you're like, and she's my friend? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. This is awesome. So I get it. If you're, if you're Miss Gibbs, it's like, it's a fuck of a lot more exciting than just being in Idaho. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, it, it spices up the life. It's why it's why other people get into meth. She got into becoming a new Jesus. She definitely did, which I think is more dangerous in many ways than meth. And of course, those are not mutually exclusive. A lot of people who get into meth also become new Jesus. Why isn't Chad talking? Chad is the quiet one. Chad was the brains and the the skeleton. Also, Chad. Very similar to Joseph Smith, which I was, we, Nat, and, Nat and I were talking about this last night. Chad Daybell has a way about him that he is, 
He's the humblest of the humble. Oh, and the real yes. Joseph Smith with a hat in hand has been like, well, I'm just a simple man. Only simple know lie. simple things about the arcane. Just the, I just know rocks need trees. <laughs> trees need God. And like this kind of weird shit where he just says that stuff. And Lori Vallow is kind of the fire. Lori right. Vallow is because what we talked about on the episode last time, she's a South Dakota 27. Oh, you know I mean? absolutely. Of course. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go ahead to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. 
with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you want to see some good old-fashioned, here's some more drama. If you want to see more good old-fashioned high school drama but taking place in the world of paranormal, go to the Ghost Adventures crew Facebook page and see Zach Zach Baggins talk major shit on the the owner of Annabelle. Oh, right. The owner of Annabelle where they were, he got into a long argument about how, number one, they had to pay for first-class tickets for them to come and investigate Annabelle. Hold on, let's set this story up for a second. All right, so that's Lori Vallow. We will keep you updated yes. as that story continues. So... Zach Baggins, of course, you know him from Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters. He screams at a lot of ghosts. Not a bad guy, from my understanding. Love Zach. A nice love guy. Zach, and he, I, we love his show. I mean, I'm endlessly entertained by his show. Annabelle, obviously, you all know this. Massive movie franchise. Uh, the uh, Based off a real doll and the yes. stories of Ed and Anne, uh, Lorraine Warren. They had investigated Annabelle. The demon was attached to this doll. They, you know. Yeah, you know. So, it was put in a case, yes. right? Like Just like in the movie. This is real. In the, the Warren Museum. Raggedy Ann doll, though. It's Annabelle. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just as puzzled as you are. Okay. All right. But they put it in a case, right? Which says, under no conditions, you're supposed to open up this case. Okay. This is the, the Warrens did that. The Warrens did that. Okay. It's in, and it's been there forever. But Tony Sparrow, I guess, purchased Annabelle a- inside of this case. And so for a while, they were saying that you can't even open this case. And that's the case. dude who created the movie franchise. I don't know. I think that's Jason Blum. I think that's like more <laughs> Blumhouse. They actually made the movies. Okay. No, Tony Sparrow just owns the he doll. He just bought this creepy doll. Yes. He owns okay. the doll Annabelle. So he was trying to court like a 14-year-old goth chick and he was like, I think I know the exact thing to get. I know what to do because I heard this demon inside Annabelle's really good at fingering. Oh my. So this is, I just love this, this story just because it's really fun because they got really, really upset because... Tony Sparrow had claimed that Annabelle being purely evil and demonic, it had the power to cause a man's fatal motorcycle accident just for talking to her from outside her protected case. Right. So Tony Sparrow's like, this is an incredibly dangerous object and, and it can only be done a certain way. So, so somebody who rides motorcycles, I would so I would assume almost every day went to go speak to Annabelle. Yes. And then that person died in a motorcycle, uh, a motorcycle accident. Is it possible that that person was drunk? Is it possible that person was just pro- driving too fast? 
No way. No way. Okay. There's literally no <laughs> way okay. that a hammered man went up to Annabelle and all knocking there. She ain't fucking, you gonna fucking kill me? Think you're better than me? You think you can kill me? I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. And then it was like, get on my motorcycle. I'm getting out of this haunted, lame ass fucking shit. That is my scene in any horror movie I ever get cast in. Yes. Like midnight, <laughs> just be like, I'm throwing peanuts at you now. Yeah, what are you doing yeah, now? What you, you doing think now? You're fucking better than me. So. He said, you can't move this doll, but to go investigate it, what he did was he took it out of the, the case with <laughs> oven mitts, put it into a briefcase. Okay, and then so the supernatural. Dragons, he so, the supernatural the super so stop by oven mitts. It's stop, stop by, oven, by mitts. oven mitts. You're not so supposed to So the same thing it. that like brownies, like anything, like cookies and Annabelle, you just handle them with oven mitts. But isn't he just highly vibrating ghosts? I just like brownies. I do. So they it's the only thing I know. And he got Annabelle, put it in a briefcase. He then made Zach Baggins buy him first class tickets for him and Annabelle to sit in a, in a chair. If I was on a plane and I found out I couldn't get my first class ticket, which I bumped. don't to get at a discount. Yeah, I'm just get- so freaking big. It's very hard for me to sit. I would tear that doll apart and the entire mythos would be destroyed because everyone would just see it's just a fluffy little fake Annabelle freaking Raggedy Ann doll until, of course, he pulls out another Raggedy Ann doll from his back pocket, just like the guy who sold you the Sasquatch foot. <laughs> yes. It was like, this is the last one. Yes. As you were walking away, pulled out another one because I, just, I think there's plenty more fake things out there. I paid for the experience of being sold to. That's that's how you're the greatest scam customer ever with any luck. You'll love it for the experience. This is just fun. But so so I feel when I go to the casino and they just like take all my money. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. It's great. But we talked about this right before we were recording. I would have a hard time getting on a plane where Annabelle was just sitting in a seat, even though I don't particularly believe in the powers of Annabelle. I wouldn't do it. I would have a hard time knowing that Annabelle was like, I would be like, is this like a high power? Like, like one of those, like when they transport criminals. I don't it's like Con Air, it, but ghosts. Yeah. It's a great movie idea. Honestly, it's an amazing movie idea. I just watched the documentary on Danny Trejo. I love those Con Air scenes. He was in Danny Trejo, a real icon uh, when it comes to what you can be if you put your mind to it. He's five foot one. No kidding. Uh, Annabelle, if I found out that she was on my plane, I would have to go full Karen. I would demand oh, yeah. to see the manager. I would say I oh, want no. a discount. Get I can't believe you would even think about that. I didn't bring my sage. Right. I'm sitting here with no protective mirror to yep. bounce the demonic energy away from me. I need to be prepped. I need to have fasted. Yes. No, because I, normally I, I'm crammed with food as soon as I get there. We're cr- we are known for our airport abilities. <laughs> I, miss, I miss airports. Is that weird to say that? I miss airports? No, I was thinking about the Denver airport the other day. And, and how I was fun think- that was? Yeah, so much you fun. Remember when we were stuck in Chicago O'Hare and we had all those fun, we did that little like, so much fun. pub tour of the Chicago O'Hare airport because yep. we missed our plane? And then the next day I took a shit that uh, Dan Fogler, an amazing performer, he had to walk into the bathroom after I did that and he, he was devastated and it was death. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! 
by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce. And I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chai. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at Texas Pete. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. You're going to get a kiss in there. That's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Watch out for those sidewalks. They are covered in urine. And customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Oh, how I love the 1920s. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basketball. Pricebooks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine if Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball. But Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. But this is, uh, it's there's more story here, but basically... 
Zach Baggins was feeling sick just being around Annabelle. Okay. He didn't know it wasn't supposed to be moved from the thing. Then he thinks that Annabelle forced him to psychologically touch her foot because he said he got an EVP. He got an EVP recording while they were in the room of thing going touch foot, touch foot. So foot. then he had to do it. Yes. Zach, I love you, but you don't have to listen to every single demented doll that tells you to do something. That's how we got to this level. I know. So you're not going to follow his ghost gut. No, you do have to do it. That's what uh, that's where the bread is buttered. That's where the quality programming is made. Also, um, another. So that's it on ghost tea. That's, that's it? all I got on Ghost Tea is that we're going to see how this plays out. We're going to see if Tony Sparrow responds. So so this is an online fight that's going on? Oh, yeah. This is all Facebook. And so Annabelle is just in a tug of war right now between two ghost hunters. Do you feel like Annabelle is more annoyed with humans than we are scared of her? If I if we could read Annabelle's diary right now, it would be eviscerating. Yes, it she would, would be, be horrible. like all of these men are telling me what to do with my body. They're kind of treating her like John Bonet. They I are. mean, stop putting this kid in the show. Holy Let the kid sh- grow up. That is really true. This is a, Annabelle's become a little honey boo boo. Annabelle's going to get molested. I think that yeah doesn't. Didn't everyone from that show get accused of molesting everybody? Everybody was molesting everybody. It was like, it was not safe to be under four feet tall in that house. No, definitely not. Very sad. And Annabelle's, what, six inches tall? Yep, and then fucking Warwick Davis just went over that one time, and they just were all sucking his dick. Oh, my. They thought he was a boy until he came, and they were like, oh, this is a man's come. Well, absolutely. Warwick Davis, of course, the greatest... One of the greatest character actors in the history of film. Leprechaun... Is a unsung hero. Leprechaun is one of my favorite movie franchises ever. And one of my favorite Leprechauns is Leprechaun in Las Vegas because he just does a bunch of fun stuff and he bites somebody's toe off. It's the funnest. I love. I love all of the Leprechaun films. And we forget that uh, the very famous actress Jennifer Aniston was in the first Leprechaun. That was her big break. And then they put her on the cover of the movie after it, and she tried to get herself cut out for so long. <laughs> but you know what? I will also say if you are looking for movies right now. You know what I did? We did a back-to-back of Unfriended. Unfriended okay. is really creepy. Oh, I've watched that one. I love Unfriended. That was the one. It was all done with the computer screen, right? Yes. They did a, a great job. I'm a found footage person. Natalie yeah. and I are found footage people. I love it. You know what was really fucking good? Was Host on Shudder. Oh, I'll check that out. Host on Shudder I'll was genuinely out. scary. It's only an hour long. And I mean, honestly, it's like... The term horror movie set on Zoom makes me want to set my fucking house on fire. I hate the word Zoom. I never want to hear it after Ever. this. No. I'm done with Zoom. It's going to that. By the way, if you're investing right now in Zoom, this is not CNBC, um, but get out early next year. All right. Well, there we go. That's what's going on right. with Annabelle. And I really hope that these two, I'm going to call them nerds. I hope that they don't fight because let's be honest, as far as nerds go, Zach Bagan. Oh, he'll fucking rip him apart. He'll rip him apart. Zach Bagan is jacked. Yes, he is. He's, He's huge. Um, and I will. I want to briefly adjust how many times I was sent this story um, of a man who was, quote unquote, not handling the pandemic well. Ah, yes. Um, his name is Adam Zaborowski. And I had many people that were all like, is it your cousin? Well, it's very is this possible. Your cousin? It's possible if you think about the similarities between the names. This is Polish racism. <laughs> but he went and apparently um, he has been uh, he's really been very upset. Uh, he went to a cigar shop, Adam Zaborowski. Um, he was told to wear a mask inside of the cigar shop, which is ironic. Yes. Um, and then the 35-year-old, he angrily refused. Instead, he grabbed two stogies, <laughs> stormed outside, and then he pulled in a handgun, came in, and he shot at the clerk. So he didn't even shoot at the clerk. He shot 
He didn't shoot the clerk. Right. But he shot at the clerk. And the only way to describe it is that his eyeballs are so close together, it looks like they're about to kiss. <laughs> if you see his mugshot, his if his his eyeballs look like Jim and Pam from fucking the office. Yes. Okay. I have a I have a shot of this guy now. Absolutely doesn't look like your traditional cigar shop guy. Never understood the point of a cigar shop. I went to one in Brooklyn and I was halfway through the cigar and I got really nauseous. Me too. But you can't. But you can't. This is not. This is not Adam. This is not Arnold Schwarzenegger, like no. Lisa Rinner cigar shop. Like this is not a, a fancy one. No, he called it a cigar shop because it said cigars on it. But it's where you go to get trucker porn and rolling papers. Well, that's the whole point of a cigar shop. Yep. So he fired two rounds in the air and one at the round ra- and one round at the shop clerk. This is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He would up. What up? Now authorities, obviously, they were like, "Well, we better go address this." And uh, he wasn't too happy with that. No. Nope. So it led to a what we're going to call a bit of a scuffle with law enforcement involving an AK-47. So this guy really, he was taking the, uh, he has a, you, he was like, I got a constitutional right not to wear a mask, which isn't necessarily true. But apparently he did feel vindicated constitutionally to shoot at a bunch of people, including cops, and, and including the poor person who works at a goddamn cigar shop. Everybody who's just trying to live a normal life. Right. Not related to me. He's not remotely related, related to me. He's not a Zabrowski. He's a Zabrowski. I don't know who he's, the fuck he's these people are. I don't know who those fucking people are. Well, he's, he's not he, a Zabrowski. So I can't speak to his inner mind, but I will say he did get a, the fun, um, instead of wearing just wearing a mask and buying cigars and having a normal day, he got the fun, like, second place prize of getting shot by the police. Yeah, that is really fun. Because he got shot in the buttocks. And the leg by the fucking cops. So that for means- being an asshole. Um, and that's what you got. You play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Well, now he was going through quite a bit of drama. This is according people to people are ju- upset. I know you're not. I'm upset too, hey, buddy. I, I understand. I got my hair green. I know what you're up to, John Waldron. John Waldron revealed that Zabrowski lost his job. Stop saying Zabrowski. His, it is Zabrowski. 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 Okay, it's Zabrowski. This is, wow, this is the most Polish I have ever had to be. Zabrowski. And you? what a different name it is than Zabrowski. It is different. Different is. lineages because he probably comes from fucking rag people. And I come from a technically a duke. <laughs> yes, of course. D O O K. Oh, you Zabrowski! You are just the best comedian <laughs> on that side of this table. So he was, according to John Waldron, who we have to take his word for it because he's being quoted. Uh, he says he just wasn't dealing with the loss of his job, the loss of his child, just not handling the pandemic well. So he had a threefer. Lost a job, lost a child, plus a pandemic. I'm not saying that he wasn't upset, not for a reason. No, I know. I'm just saying, didn't you just want to go to the cigar shop? In the end, didn't you just want what you wanted from the cigar shop? I would give him more credit if he had the cigar in his mouth the entire time that he was in a shootout with the cops. I think there's something cinematic about that. That's fun, yes. Um, so according again to this fellow that they're quoting for, I don't even know why Waldron, he says, I know his dad, I know his mom, and I know Adam. For what I hear with all of these allegations... This is not his typical behavior. <laughs> so he didn't usually go in and oh, have shootouts with the police after going into a cigar shop and getting yelled at for not wearing a mask. That wasn't normal for him. So mm. I do. Ha- we do have to tell the judge that. Like this is. A, I think it's important. This is a bloop. 
It's a bloop. This it's is a, a little blooper. bloop, and what are you going to do? But yeah, he got a couple of shots. Maybe now um, he'll cool out inside of the jail cell, and then he'll probably get COVID in jail. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely he definitely um, will. And then and, we'll uh, see what happens to him. Yeah, well, either way, he did. He also stole the cigars, which we should talk about. That really makes well. me upset. That was the first crime. It makes me upset. Yeah. Um, we did a little bit. I'm not going to quickly say this one thing. Um, apparently, bestiality is legal in Wyoming. So good for you see, guys. Is it legal in Wyoming or is it just not illegal? Yeah, it's I'm not saying, like promoted. It's yeah, well, like, that's what I'm saying. Why come you, fuck a horse in Wyoming? <laughs> hey, they got to get the stoners in Colorado over there somehow. That's and you true. know someone can just take the right amount of edibles and really think a horse's butt is perfect. Well, the pussy does Why? look weirdly similar to a human pussy. I don't even want to know how you know that. We're look not going to. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Um, but why? Do, why are we talking about Wyoming and bestiality? Was there a story? There's an article. article. They're trying to figure out how to make it illegal. You just write it. You just you just scrap something. You 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 sharpie something out, or you sharpie something in. There's some people holding out saying, "Hey, what if we fall in love with the chicken?" So there's advocates. There's advocates. There's for advocates the- for everything. These are the lobbyists. The horse fucker lobbyists are huge in Wyoming. So someone is like looking at their dog being like, hey, Brindy, you know, if this law passes, they're going to take you away from me. So you it better makes, go down to the courthouse. It makes our love illegal. And then the dog goes, please stop raping me. <laughs> if the dog could talk. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Wyoming, you probably want to get on that. <laughs> yeah, I, that would be the best idea. Get on that. <laughs> you're going to just want to do, uh, do a little change a Just a bit. Just a little bit. Um, there's a Jelaine Maxwell is not begun fully speaking yet, but she is basically named Prince Andrew and his name Bill Richardson and a, a yep. hotel chain owner. I don't know what that means. I... Probably, Some guy. Probably uh, the dude who owns uh, all of the... The guy who is actually in trouble already. The guy who owns the casinos. Um, uh, uh, Richard Gr- Grimmelton. Richard Grimmelton. Um, uh, Dr. Dr. Suckin, Dr. G- Connie Suck-A-Kid. No, not Connie Suck-A-Kid. I actually think he is in jail for having sex with a horse. Wow. Uh, well, whatever Ghislaine is going to be saying, she will be screaming it. To whoever will listen fairly soon, the nice thing about all of this disgusting stuff is Prince Andrew, the heat, it's being turned on. But thankfully, he uh, medically cannot sweat. That's what he said? That's what he said. His whole thing is that he can't. That's how he's innocent. He's sweating right now. He he said that's how he's innocent because the, uh, was VG, the girl that has been coming on saying everything, she basically said he was on top of me and I remember his sweat and he was sweating and heaving on me and he's like, that's impossible then because I cannot sweat. And if you watch that interview, you can visibly see him lying through his bizarre British teeth. No, that's just me glistening. Yes, indeed. I was wetted with a misstep. Prince Andrew, no matter the the royalty that is in his blood, which really just probably makes him inbred in many, many get ways. Get him, get him, He get is him. shaking in his weird little boots right now. Get him, man. Ghislaine Maxwell is going to start naming a bunch of names. And we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, it's so weird to see all of these stories that we've been talking about for 30 years trend on Twitter, like Bill Clinton is a pedo. And it's like we have been new. Everyone knows all of this stuff. Yeah. But I guess that's the one thing with Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, she's going to be telling us a lot of what we do already know. But, but at it's the same kind of time, on purpose. It's exactly. Like, it's the other side where it's like it's all of this stuff that's already 
quote unquote known. It's kind of what happened. When to, does it become so mainstream that we just don't do anything? That's Travis what we and I talk very about. Very successfully this. have done that. Yeah, Travis and I talk about this on Abling's Top Hat regarding like you know the Breonna Taylor stuff, and obviously we need justice for Breonna Taylor. But at some point, it becomes so. Well, it's because loud. the reason why those police officers have not been arrested is because they technically did not commit a fucking crime, not, according well, to legally that's the problem. their shit is because they deleted, they deleted the crime part of it from their report. They didn't report on themselves committing a crime, and so huh. they didn't. Then the crime doesn't exist. Interesting um, how that works. I wonder if the last four years have done. Is it? I wonder if it's done permanent damage to our idea of what is a breaking story, or if it will revert back to normal. I don't know because right I now we're in the middle goes of goes back to normal. I don't think. I don't even know what that means anymore. I think when you you've got it, green hair. I've got green hair. I mean, it's going to have to go back. I mean, once auditioning just really picks up again, that's when the, it'll. But I mean, you did. You, first of all, you do have a lush amount of hair, but this you did put it through a challenge. This is a hair challenge. is very difficult. No, this is a gauntlet. It's hard for the follicles, for the follicles. I spoke with the ones in front. I spoke yeah. with the hairs in front, and I said, like, listen, this is going to be big. This is going to be a big move, and I don't know if you're. I don't know if everybody's going to be making through making it through this, right? I did like a D Day talk, and the one in the very front, they all knew that they were the first out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. And if they get shot, they're heroes. And they are yeah. heroes, and they've sacrificed themselves for the the body politic interests of Henry Zabrowski, and that's their job is to sacrifice them. I'm the leader. The brain's the president. They're my infantry. My hands are my guns. My feet are my boats. My belly is the mess hall. Well, I agree. And your body is Vietnam. I think that that is wonderful. And I'm happy that your hair is going to stay strong. So we'll see what happens with Ghislaine. We'll keep on following that. And again, every every source that we have is also gone through about 18 different channels. So who knows what she's actually saying? I have no fucking clue. And you've seen the redacted documents that they they made the list and then they fucked it up so that you can copy and paste it onto a page, onto just Word and just get that all is, of it. It's God, it, that's incredible. But is it done on purpose? Then there's the other conspiracy thought. Are they doing it so then she can get fucking Ugh. a mistrial because all of this shit comes out and then she just walks free again and we yeah. just, we let her out of the cage. That is the problem. We will see what happens. And uh, yeah, Bill Richardson, huh? Okay. <laughs> He's never, loving it. You never know what's happening. Oh, it's, is he? It's he boring in New Mexico. Yeah, well, I've heard it's a, it's a lot of fun if you it's like aliens. to do drugs. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, Alan Dershowitz, if you want to watch. This is a little bit more top-hatty, but if you want to watch somebody try to justify being a pedophile, Alan Dershowitz has been doing this shit since the 90s. He lo- he he's like a vintage at it. It's like he had that op-ed ready to go. Like he knew when she was going to get arrested, he was going to drop this well, op-ed. He also had an op-ed in the mid-90s being like, why can't I fuck a 16-year-old? They can get abortions. That was his He's great. What a classic guy. <laughs> and handsome. Oh, just by a lawyer's. He's a lawyer 11. Um, all right. Well, let's do Hero of the Week. In honor of the NBA restart and in honor of my new LeBron James shoes. They're nice. LeBron James is this week's Hero of the Week because he is committed to helping felons pay off their debt to society in Florida, allowing them to vote. In Great. 2018, there was uh, there was an act that was passed, the Florida's Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, an organization that helped push a 2018 ballot, ballot measure that restored the rights of felons to vote. However, there was a small caveat, which is you have to pay back every single legal fee that you have to the state of florida for those that don't know you basically pay for your own trial 
These people don't exactly come out uh, with any money whatsoever. So really, it was a modern day poll tax. It was just another way to exclude felons from being able to vote. Of course, we're not going to get criminal justice reform if the people who are most brutalized by the criminal justice system can't vote. So LeBron James and people in the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, you are this week's Hero of the Week, doing good. Helping getting helping to get this democracy where it should be, which is a democracy for all, not just a few. Not so there you just. go, King James. That's huge. Good work. Good work to Mr. James. Yeah, I'll do it too. I'll fix it. You'll, we can fix it. We can donate to this. I'm so not to fix people. If you have any cash, donate to Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, or we can trust that LeBron James. You know he's gonna he's gonna help. He's gonna help take care of it. All right, here comes a story. Uh, this is a listener story that comes out of the. This is this is just more information that I thought was interesting. Okay. The Slenderman episode reminded our listener of an unnerving unnerving conversation that they had with their six year old son. For context, I would say our six-year-old has a healthy interest in mythical and magical Harry Potter-level creatures and monsters, mostly dragons, werewolves, zombies. So it's not unusual no. for him to want to discuss them with us. It's also pretty usual for us on drives longer than half an hour to play simple guessing games such as, what's my favorite animal? Which is nice, which is what I'll do with myself. Absolutely. What is your favorite animal? Spider. Okay, that's an insect. Does it count? I don't know. Does it? I actually don't know. There's a lot of spiders here in L.A., though, which we're not going to talk about this, but I did see three in my house. I don't know what to do with them. You have to live with them. Yeah, you do. No, they do, and they protect you. They take care of the stuff. They eat the bad bad insects. That's what I said to myself. Yep, I crawl on them, crawl around. Natalie hates it, but I love them. They're kind of cute. So a few weeks ago, we were driving back from my parents, talking and playing as we do, and our son asks us if we know about, quote-unquote, Siren Head. We both are a bit confused that we've never heard of this creature. Considering that he's learning to read, we wonder if it's a character from a book and he's mispronouncing the name. No. So we ask him if it's a character from TV, which would be unusual because unfortunately we're very familiar with every stupid kid's character, so we know everything. You have to be. He said no. So we clarified, is it indeed the siren head? And we ask where he had heard the name, and he tells us some boys at school said that they knew Siren Head personally. Siren Head is this new weird creature on the internet that's very scary it it's called like lamp head is another version of it it's a very similar to a slender man type or i'll even go as far to say a s man of a certain italian descent that we're right. not mentioning as much anymore we're not going to say the name we can't say the name because i, I get scongeely man i wish that you would stop this is this why is I'm going to die in the horror movie, because I'll be like, yes, Congeli, man. You, stop you, you, you think I'm scared of an Italian? Times. You think I'm scared of an Italian? I'm just saying that I'm trying to keep this at bay. This is not about the memification of Scungili. This is not about the... <laughs> I'm going to say... I almost said his name. It's not, meme, it's not the memification of him, which I think is is one thing that's something yeah. else besides it. I don't know if there's memification, more... Memification? Is that you being mem- an expert? Yeah, that's like, they always change it. They always change the actual pronunciations of words. Um... Or if it's just something, but S man, the S man. Okay. Is and it's not that I'm shutting it down because I want people to not talk about it. I'm just saying no. it's something that it's becoming truly scary to me as a person. I I know I know it because I don't know. I just I'm, you I'm, haven't been able to eat. God knows you haven't been, you haven't been able to drink whiskey or smoke weed. You've been so scared. 
It's the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's of actually that. I've doubled up <laughs> because of how scared I am, which is true. But I want to know. I just was listening to this, wondering if anybody else that was uh, parents of children that have heard of Siren Head. I want to know if anybody else had heard of this. That okay. this was like a new thing that kids were into. I love it, Henry. May do you mind if I I have a small listener email, please, about Chihuahuas? Oh, this story said. So this is a, so this comes in here from PP Haircrafter, which I can only imagine is something that is sexual and uh, interesting in nature. Um, he's he's talking about how I'm fostering Jerry. He's a little Chawini, and he was talking about how he adopted a dog, and his name was Lump. Which is the cutest name for a chihuahua. I love Lump. I love Lump. So he was chilling out with his buddy and she was like, maybe it's his wife, whatever. And uh, (laughs) or her wife. Okay. so they were talking and they were like, I wonder what the history of the chihuahua is. So this is what they say in the email. The earliest the earliest traces of chihuahuas date back to the Mayan Empire. The dogs were used mainly as food, but also as sacrifice to the gods. Yes, they're fucking set. But they're tiny. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's a lot, not a lot way. of meat. Not a lot of meat. Um, so the dogs were food, sacrifices, sometimes a blood sacrifice. Sometimes they would set living dogs on fire as an effigy. You can imagine a chihuahua on fire. I get why that would be entertaining for someone in the Mayan culture. Obviously very sad, but they would be mad as hell. They would love that story in the beginning of it. But this is why they maybe are. They have the collective unconscious memory. And that's why they shake all the time and they're scared. And that's why they'll mess you up, too. They were said to have healing capabilities and were maybe the first version of, quote, a hot water bottle, which means they would just put chihuahuas on their head yeah. or their tummy if you were having cramps. Uh, chihuahuas had a very similar fate with the Aztecs as well. Second verse, same as the first. That is the long fucking frame. Eventually, someone was like, could we not light them on fire and just snuggle them? Eventually, still, maybe at this point, our chihuahuas feel the need to be living hot water bottles that'll just set up shop on us because hopefully that means we won't A, set them on fire, B, eat them, C, slice their throats for the gods, or D, all of the all of the above, hail lump. So there you go. That's, the Chihuahua has been through a lot. So leave the Chihuahua alone. That's so cute. That's chihuahua why Wendy warrior. just shakes and wants to be cuddled. Absolutely. Human water bottles. Never even thought about that. Wow. But um, uh, very good. Also, I got an uh, email about the the non-deer of Llano, Texas, where people are saying they're saying one thing it could be attributed to was exotic hunts in the area where people go and get. I remember driving through Texas and seeing a field of zebras. And apparently you could go and people bring things like these weird, crazy animals, like all these like weird, like the shimitar horned onyx or oryx, the fallow deer, red stags. They would bring these foreign type deers and so you can go hunt new animals so maybe it could be a release of something like that, especially if it's chronic wasting. How many animals do you have to kill before you're like, I need a new animal to kill? Whatever takes you to forget that you are impotent. I'm trying not to eat pigs. Uh, well, you go ahead, man, but they are already dead. Well, not the ones that are alive. You're right, but I'm not personally killing a pig. <laughs> the one I'm eating have already been mil- killed. I can't- and maybe milked, depending I- on where mm. you get it <laughs> from. Steve's pig milking farm. I'm going to save these other cool letters for next week because we've already been yapping for a long ass time. All right. Well, watch out for the 60-foot robot, folks. It's all happening. You're going to see it. It's I'm I'm leading the resistance. I have always had this fantasy of being John Connor. I am leading the resistance against the robots. I don't know how far we're going to get. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the leader we need, but maybe I'm the leader we deserve. Well, you definitely could be the guy that dies first and people are inspired by. <laughs> 
Isn't that the plight of all great leaders? Yes. No. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing all right out there. Live every day knowing that you could just dye your hair. I didn't know that you could do just do this. Yeah, you can. People do this all the time, and it's kind of yeah. fun. It gives you like, and then, but I keep getting scared when I look in the mirror. Like, what's happened to me? You've changed. You should have dyed your mustache. I was afraid. Yeah. Because I was afraid it would burn. <laughs> I didn't want to burn my lip. Um, laugh. Uh-oh. Yeah, to laugh. You gotta find something to laugh at. You know what? I, you know, I don't watch a lot of comedies, but I'm loving that Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Very it's, good show. It's what I watch in between all the horrible other things that I watch. Absolutely. It helps, it helps slide it in. It's a nice sure. little, it's a, it's a nice, like, a sorbet. It's very funny. It's very fun. Catherine O'Hara is the funniest human beings ever. Yes, yeah, she is. Eugene Levy, the whole crew. And the you whole gotta, crew. You gotta love somebody, even if you have to build your own lover. I mean, let's say you're alone in this pandemic. Let's say you're six foot seven, big. You're just big, and it's hard to love all of you. you know I, I have mean? two dogs. I'm just saying it's hard to love all of you, but maybe you need to build something that can be there, you know, and you can put lumps on it that make it look like the breasts you want. No, I already like. have a little the, lump. I got my little Jerry. I mean, you, you can't you're not have, have sex with it. No, you can't have sex with it. No, it sucks. I mean, no, it's just a, it's a cute dog that you cuddle him, you play with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're having sex with that, it ruins the vibe. Yeah, it wouldn't be good for anyone. No, no, no. The dog no. would then would all be just distrustful of you, and then it would be dead, there. Henry. It's a chihuahua. You think you'd pull out all his guts? I'm not talking about this. Oh. Well, that's it. That's your triple L for the day, for the week, that you're going to make that triple L? Just making things complicated. I'm skater boy. I know what you are, All the girls look around here. You know what I mean? They got their little, they're not, the A shirts, I think they're called now. They're wearing their ties. I don't know. I don't know what people wear anymore. I don't know what kids wear. (laughs) Clothes, hopefully. Yeah. A hundred out of a hundred times. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you're doing okay out there. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everyone. Hail me. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Fight the robots. That should be the merch. Should you make sure that say fight the robots? Fight the robots. Well, you wait until I get drunk later and I start talking about robots. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs>